work for a big brand, run your own small business, do freelance work, doesn't matter. Getting traffic to your website is always an issue. That's why I love tools like Ahrefs. It's an all-in-one SEO tool set that'll help you solve that problem. And they have a seven-day trial for only $7. Head over to ahrefs.com to sign up. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Stu Hynek. He's a marketer, a Wall Street Journal cartoonist, a best-selling author, and the founder of cartoonists.org. But he's also the author of a book we're going to talk about today called Get the Meeting, an illustrative content, no, contact. And, and I'm glad I messed that up because it gives me a chance to highlight the difference. Contact Marketing Playbook. So, Stu, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for flying it up because that's exactly what we need to do. <laughs> so before we get into it, um, I, I into the book itself, um, are you still doing the cart? How, how do you say that? Cartooning? Is that is that how you would tell? Is that how you'd say that? Yeah, um, I'm deeply deeply involved in cartooning. Not only as a cartoonist, I mean, I still, I'm still submitting to the Wall Street Journal, but but also. Um, I and a group of New Yorker and Wall Street Journal, I should put it the other way around, Wall Street Journal and New Yorker cartoonists have founded this new uh, thing called cartoonists.org. So we're using our cartoon art to help charities raise funds. So you take something that was maybe published and and sell the original in a blown up fashion or something like that? Well, we, not yet. But but that's the, that's the plan? It's sort of the, yeah, it's sort of that, we're, we're, um, we're taking cartoons that, that they, they might have been published or they might not have been. Uh, I, I we're really choosing them based on well, who would buy this cartoon? Where would they put it in their home? Because now we're talking about framed or, or at least you know hanging art. So what cartoons would make sense in what rooms? You know, cartoons about cooking in the kitchen, of course, and um, maybe about, maybe a, a cartoon about a dinner party going off the rails would be great in the dining room. That that kind of stuff. So that's. That's what it is. They're all prints at this point, hand signed prints, but not originals. Okay, so, but but also you've done a lot of business ones. I could see a lot of uh, of office art coming out of uh, some of your uh, yeah. ones that have appeared in the journal. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, giving back a little bit, uh, helping uh, some some charitable organizations. So in get the meeting is really a companion. So we probably should start there to how to get a meeting with anyone. And um, those of you that are longtime listeners will remember that Stu was on when that book came out. So maybe go back and, and re-listen to that, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it today. Um, so I guess we first, you know, should start with the um, sort of description or definition of, of contact marketing. What is it? Well, yeah, it's, and I'm glad you asked. Um, and, and glad you, mix it up a little bit with content marketing in the beginning because it's not content marketing and it's a good thing to, to emphasize that. But contact marketing is uh, it's a fusion of marketing and selling. That's important because so often in bigger companies, I know your audience is actually smaller companies, but still it seems like those, those two functions within companies, maybe even the way within the people's minds too are just highly siloed. And so one doesn't talk to the other one doesn't really interact with the other very well. Um, there, there's a lot of friction between marketing and, and sales, but here it's a, it's a combination of marketing and selling using micro-focused campaigns to help a sales rep break through to someone of great importance. So really these are top accounts or top prospects. So maybe kind of, uh, illustrate that I didn't, no pun intended cause you're illustrative, uh, book, but kind of illustrate what one like 
here's a couple typical steps in a in a you know contact marketing uh, plan. Well, I mean, probably the easiest one to talk about is what I do, to what my campaigns look like. But there are many, many others, lots of ways to do this. But as you mentioned, I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists, so I use my cartoons to break through, and. And typically what that looks like is I, I produce something called a, I call a big board. It's an 18 by 24 inch quarter inch thick foam core board, actually it's gator board, sort of like indoor signage material. And on one side, there's a, there's a cartoon about the recipient. Um, the car, what that cartoon says and what the humor is, is really, really, really critical to all this, as you might imagine. But if it's on target, then it's, it's something that they want to keep in their offices really the rest of their careers. So there's that cartoon on one side about the recipient, and on the other is all the branding and, and messaging from the sender to the recipient, explaining who they are, what what they well, what value they want to bring to them, and why they want to meet, and then I'll, and then what the next steps are to meet uh, or connect in some way. Um, and that gets sent in a in a really cool um, packet, some corrugated packaging that has cartoon art printed all over it. It's it's something that you can't ignore when it comes in when, when it arrives from from FedEx. There's it's something you just can't ignore. It looks like something's coming in from a, maybe a cartoon art gallery, perhaps something like that. But the thing that's really the thing that's really fun about this is that <clears throat> is that usually I'm reaching out to people and my reaching out to people who have executive assistants and dreaded <laughs> executive assistant, but actually. I mean, assist, I love assistants. I, I, I'm a fan of, of of executive assistants. They're they're generally some of the some of the the, uh, the smartest, sharpest people in the organizations. If you think about the executive assistant to the CEO of a company, that person is actually just like any other member of the C-suite because she or he reports to the CEO, just like the CMO does and the CF CFO and so on. And they're they're just incredibly sharp people. So they want to know when you call in that you have something relevant and of, of importance for their executive to, to pay attention to. So they're, a little, they're really a lot like talent scouts. And so what, what I have been advocating and that, that comes from a lot of gathering of information from a lot of people, what, what a lot of people have done to break through is that, is that you don't want to circumvent these people. You want to include them in your campaign. So the way that I do that in the cartoon campaign is that I, or, say any of the reps from any of my clients will call up and they'll say, hi, my name is so-and-so, or I'll just use my name now. So, hi, I'm Stu Heineck. I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists, and I have a print of one of my cartoons, and it's about your boss that, I, that I, I'm sending. And um, usually <clears throat> by that time, they're saying, wait, what? Really? Okay. So, and you know, the rest of it is, look, I, I want it to be a surprise to your boss, but not to you. Would you mind if I send you an email with the details? And that way you'll have my contact information. And usually the, the response is, yeah, of course, sure. The, here's my email address. So an email goes out and it says, thank you so much for your help. And here's here's what I was what I was saying. And I'll, I'll, as soon as I have FedEx uh, tracking information, I'll get that to you. So then when the tracking information is available, you send that. In the meantime, you send a card. We usually send a card with a personalized cartoon for the for the executive assistant as well so that they can keep it on their desk if they want to, or well, th that's generally what happens. They get it. They're thrilled with it. And, oh my gosh, thank you for my cartoon too. And so there are four touch points before the big board even arrives. By the time it arrives, and certainly by the time the sender calls for the, for the target executive, a lot of things have warmed up. And so that's, 
that's a pretty good example of what what one version of a contact marketing campaign might look like but certainly that's not meant that's not to say that you have to be a cartoonist uh, to do this yeah so there there were elements of that that you know were probably universal in the way that you handled that but but what would be some other ideas that i mean obviously the cartoon works for you you can execute on that you know that that really works what are what are some other ideas you've seen that, that would substitute for the cartoon that that people have uh, uh, been effective using that same kind of approach? Well, you know, I think the thing that we want to do always is we want to, we want to be getting in touch with something that provides instant value. And, and then also I, and this, this is the thing that I think we really need to do is that it ought to be done in a way it ought to be done so well that the person on the other end of this, just, they're saying, Oh my God, man, I love the way this person thinks. So you can see that in the cartoon that happens. But then consider, mm, let's say, I think you probably know Dan Waldschmidt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dan is, as we, as as you and I know, but he's 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 the author of Edgy Conversations, uh, both the blog and the book, and he's um, he's a top blogger in the sales space. But what he does for a living is he's a turnaround specialist, and he has this really interesting way of getting in touch with with the CEOs of you know companies that are in trouble. And what he does then is he he starts the day by reading the business news, looking for stories of missed earnings estimates. And when he finds one, he has this beautiful sword made up. And John, this sword is like, it's, you know, it's, it's a full size sword. It's, it's made by the prop maker who made the, the, the swords for all of the movie gladiator. If you remember that they're really beautiful and, and ultra realistic. They're not sharpened by the way. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, and it's, and the, the blade is engraved, blade is engraved with, with the, the CEO's name and then one of um, Dan's favorite inscriptions, if you're not all in, you're not in at all. And so that gets put in this wooden box, beautiful wooden box with a handwritten note that says, Hey, uh, dear so-and-so, I, business is war. And I noticed you lost a battle recently. I just want to let you know, if you ever need a few extra hands in battle, we've got your back. And he signs it. And I don't know if he even puts a business card in there. There's no, it's not done on, on letterhead and it's all done. It's all handwritten. Um, and, Dan, so, well, Dan reports that he gets a hundred percent response rate to this campaign. That's amazing. And, we, and, you know, we're both marketers. So we know that, I mean, you know, I used to, I used to hear all the time at, where I started out in direct mail and direct marketing that if you get a 1% response rate, you're doing really well. That's kind of a typical response rate. And of course there is no typical, there's no such number, but, but that's a 1% response rate. And some, you know, most click through rates, um, are, fractions of percent. So these numbers are miraculous, I think, actually. Well, I think something that we need to point out is, you know, one of the real, probably the key to this is you said it was something of value. It was hard to ignore. It was personalized. I mean, it clearly wasn't something that somebody sat around and said, oh yeah, a thousand people got this today. Um, and, and I think that, you know, for a lot of us, six, seven, eight, more appointments a month, you know, would, would make life beautiful. We don't necessarily need thousands, right? That's right. And, and if you get them with the right people, then they, I mean, we think about everything that's changed in our lives. It's changed because, and particularly in our, in our business lives, it's changed because we made a con, made contact with someone who changed everything. So six or seven of those a year could, could do a lot for your business. 
Well, and, he, and even obviously, you know, you can take it to the million dollar, you know, appointment kind of thing. But, you know, if you are a small business owner, uh, I'm a marketing consultant. I train a lot of marketing consultants and really, you know, six or eight fifty thousand dollar clients a year is, you know, isn't for an independent marketing consultant is is a nice uh, piece of business. And so, you know, it because it, I'm, I'm thinking people out there might be going, oh, well, it's a lot of work and look at the investment in that. But again, you know, 100 percent response means you send six of these out and you're going to get six meetings. Yeah. You no, know, so <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of an interesting point, because Dan gets 100 percent response rate. Um, it gets a hundred percent to, to his piece. Uh, but you know, that's not, how do I put it? It's not typical. However, in the, in the new book, um, I, I also explored a completely new model. So, you know, the, the, the current model, or I hesitate to call it the old model, but you know, we'll call it that for now. The old model is you send something that just knocks their socks off or you do something epidemic podcasts are a great contact um, device. I mean, this is a great getting interviews with the people you'd like to do business with is a great way to connect with them. I've said that for years. I tell people, you know, you ought to be calling your prospects because <laughs> they'll return your call if you're uh, calling to interview. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, it's a bonding process when you do the interview and so on. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great thing to do. This episode is brought to you by AH refs. They make competitive analysis easy your tools show you how your competitors are getting their traffic from Google and why. If you're not getting significant search traffic, their tools can also help you find the topics worth creating pages or content on. You need to arm yourself with the tools that show you what's going on in the world of SEO. And I'm a big fan of ahrefs.com for that. They have a seven-day trial for only seven bucks. Head over to ahrefs.com to sign up. So, um, so the thing is though, you just, as, as long as you, well, I, I guess I should say though, that, that, um, that's a, that's very effective. And as, as I just mentioned, Dan's, Dan's response rate is already a hundred percent. Um, some of mine for some of my clients, uh, some of my actually fortune, um, 1000 clients gets them way up into the, let's say the 70%. Um, response range and 50% meeting range. That's huge. That's really huge. But, but the thing is, the thing that bothered me was if we're using account-based marketing, let's say if, we're, if we've identified the, the, the companies that we want to connect with and do business with, and particularly at the highest level, I, I mean, I think, I always think in terms of the highest level anyway, but you know, if, if we get a, if we get a 70% response rate to a campaign, it's, it's a miraculous number but it started to bother me that we were also leaving 30% on the table and and what could we do about them? And, and there's really no reason we shouldn't, we we shouldn't be able to connect with them. So, um, so the new model also includes a new digital um, persistence campaign using remarketing um, to uh, really to to supplement what should be a natural cadence of, of, um, of persistence anyway. But, but when you have that going on in the background, if you, I mean, if I was, if I wanted to reach out to you, John, and they, I mean, we know that Terminus does this and Rollworks does this, but if I wanted to reach out to you and, and, um, really get your attention, wh- what would be ideal is to start running ads for my books probably. So, you know, get the meeting and then, a, and then a headline, one meeting can change everything. And then a link to go buy it at, at Amazon. If I started playing those, if I started running those ads to you, on the Google ad network, which means really that it would just follow you around no matter where you went. You'd start to get the sense that, well, wow, this, 
who wrote this book? I mean, first you, you'd ignore it maybe, and then it then it starts to grow on you. And by the time two weeks have gone by, that frequency and um, exposure has gotten you saying, man, that this must be a big deal because, I mean, Amazon, it looks like Amazon's actually advertising it, but this must be a big deal. And then all of a sudden, boom, I call you. So, uh, and and then that can, that effect can continue on from pre, pre-contact through contact through the entire sales cycle so that we maybe perhaps we do more than just get 100% response rate to the contact campaign. We actually start bringing up the sales, the, the sales hit rate as well. But um, I think now, based on this new contact marketing model, that we should be resetting the baseline for response at a really kind of insane level at 100%. Well, is is another key we haven't really talked about is by by thinking of small numbers, smaller numbers, um, we're also probably doing a better job targeting, right? I mean, a lot of times direct mail campaigns don't work or Facebook ad campaigns don't work that well because 90% of the people aren't shouldn't even be in the campaign. Yeah, a lot of them aren't there. There's no, yeah, for, for many reasons, you're just going to end up with a really lossy sort of foot. Yeah, yeah, it's so cheap, so, you know, I'll throw them in there. But but I think when you're doing, when you're going to send somebody a sword, they probably better be pretty targeted. Yeah, well, you know, that costs Dan $1,000 every time he puts one of those out, which is also kind of, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it ought to be right on target. But, of course, his process is to use a, a trigger event of the, the missed earnings um, report. So they are really well targeted. And obviously they're well targeted because he's getting that, that kind of a response rate. So that's- yeah. I'll, I'll bet in his case, and of course this would just be anecdotal, but I bet you people talk about it too, which maybe increases and <laughs> introduces him to some people that maybe he didn't even target. That's a great point. You know, you can, act, so that's um, actually the, the highest response rate I've seen now to, to a contact marketing campaign is, now 300%. And you might be saying, well, wait a minute, 300%. But it's exactly what you just described. They're so clever. They're so interesting and compelling that um, that that they get shown off to other people. And they say, you know, can I get that guy's number? You know, and, and so you send one piece out. <clears throat> one piece out, it gets shown around, and you get three responses back. So in Get the Meeting, you also, we've been, t- you've shared a couple examples, but you have, I think you told me something like 60 case studies with pictures and uh, really kind of the, you know, and that's the illustrative uh, aspect of this that, that kind of shows somebody, walks people through exactly how to do it, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. Um, in, so in, in the first book, in How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, I identified 20 categories of contact marketing campaign types. And the one I just described with Dan is, um, is, is um, he's using a visual metaphor. So there are visual metaphors and gifts and all sorts of really interesting uses of of uh, media exposure, we just talked about podcasts, for example, um, and and video, Vidyard, and so on. There's all kinds of ways to do this. Um, as soon as I finished that book, I started hearing from people saying, "Well, you I, you should have interviewed me because look, this is this is the way I did." There's a whole lot more to cover, and um, and one of the things that I had heard from from people who read How to Get a Meeting with Anyone was, "I love the book, but I really wish that I could have seen what these campaigns looked like." So this time, um, I wanted to make sure that I honored that. So there are a lot of photographs of, of these campaigns in there. And, and yeah, I think it fills it out really nicely that way. You also introduce a new form of contact uh, marketing that you're calling a pocket campaign. You want to explain that one? Sure. Yeah. Well, well I mean, you know, some of the times we, some, because this is about con- connecting with the people who, 
in my mind, it's about connecting with the people who can change the scale of your business or your career. You want to be ready. And, and sometimes we meet these people in person and you want to be ready with the campaign there too. So, you know, <laughs> the interesting thing is, um, for me was that, um, I, I, there's something about business cards that's not working and it's bothered me for a long time that, you know, we go through the, these sort of hoops of, well, sometimes go through hoops of producing cards that are pretty expensive and, <clears throat> and they're pretty fancy in the way that they're produced. It could be embossed or, or foil stamped, or maybe it's engraved by laser engraved on, on metal or, or carbon fiber or wood or something like that. And they can get pretty exotic, but they still do the same thing, which is they try to make us look important. Um, of course, here's my contact details, but it's also, it's all meant to impress the person receiving it. And that's not happening. I don't think they're, I don't think anyone's impressing him anymore. Usually those, those cards just get thrown away or put in a box or something. And, you know, I, I did a, I did a really quick, um, informal, um, I couldn't even call it a, a study or a questionnaire, but I just asked on LinkedIn for people to respond how many, who's using business cards? Who's not? What, if you're not using business cards, what are you using instead? And if you are using business cards, what does it look like? Show us what, what makes it special. And so what I found was about half of the people aren't using business cards. They're, they're saying, well, what I do is uh, if I'm at a networking event or something like that, we'll just swap phones and type our details to each other's address book, or we'll just agree to, or, or not agree to, we'll just connect on LinkedIn right there. And I think that all of those, all of those are missed opportunities. So, so I, I started by just looking at, well, I know that I've gotten a handful of cards in my career that I've gotten them and you've gotten them too. We've all gotten them. You look at it and you go, oh my God, wow. I didn't even know a card could be like that. That's really cool. You save it and it doesn't get the same treatment. And what I realized is that those cards by and large, what those cards are is they're, they're engagement devices, which is totally different from what business cards are. Business cards are showing off. It's plumage. I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's fluff. But these are in, these are invitations to play or to use it in some way. So a couple of a couple of examples. One of them was a was a, a one of the cards was for um, the owner of a bike repair shop, and so the card is stamped out of metal and it's 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 a multi-tool. So, you know, it's, so it's, a, it's a wrench, different sizes of, of um, nuts that can be put in there. And, and it also will, will tighten spokes and so on. And probably open a beer too. I bet. It had, I, I'm pretty sure it had a bottle opener. <laughs> yeah. Cause what are you going to do? Right? So, um, so, and, and it's wallet size. Well, I mean, it, actually it's credit card size. You can put it in your wallet. Now that card gets carried everywhere, you know, and, and he, and it's not, it's not adorned with a special with the you know that there's no obviously there's no foil stamping or anything like that. It's just his name. It's just stamped into the thing. It doesn't have to be fancy. I mean, it's his name and his contact details. And and there was an, one other one that that really 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 stood out to me. This was a card that was printed on uh, a piece of sheet rubber, and they stretched it on a jig though before they before they printed it. So then they printed it with the with the with the, 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 the person's name and what they do and their phone number. And then when it, when the ink cures and dries, they take it off the jig. Now it returns to its original shape and all those details are squeezed together, kind of like a balloon that's been. Created. So naturally when, when he hands that out, people will stretch it. They just grab it at both ends and stretch it. 
And that, he would tell me that he'd, he'd give it out at a, let's say he's at a pub somewhere and he's just talking. And, and there, there's a conversation and they, what do you do? What do you do? Well, here's my card. And here's mine. Well, when he whips out this floppy little thing, it's like an ambush, really. And the person, you know, takes it, they, they stretch it. And the funny thing is when they do that, it reveals it's Paul Nielsen's card. He's a fitness trainer. And guess what? He has you exercising. <laughs> so, so they take that to the office. They show it around. He's the one who gets more than 300% response. Actually, he gets, he gets three or four new clients every time he hands one of those out. So, so I wanted to combine that with, or, and integrate it with the, the digital um, persistence track of the new model. So, so what happens is each of these involvement devices needs to have a, needs to have a, an offer that leads to a page where we can then pixel the person who's received it. So if you think about the example of the, of the multi-tool card, if that, if that card was, let's say it had a lot of cutouts, but they weren't labeled. Um, but what they, what it was labeled with was, was the fellow's name and contact details. And then also a URL to go view a video to see how it works, just to see how to use it. Well, then you'll follow up, you'll go. And I'm sure he'd, he'd point that out. Hey, go to this, go to this site and just take a look. And then it'll, there's a video there and it'll show you how it works. Well, he'll go to the, the recipient will go to that site and view the video. And then a pixel has been set, a tracking pixel. And from that point on, then, then that, that person starts seeing the, the digital uh, persistence campaign and draws them in even further. So the combination of these things, we've already seen it. Some of my, some of my, um, uh, consulting clients are, or really mastermind clients are using big, I'm sorry, not big boards, but, um, but pocket came campaigns right now. And, and they're getting sales directly from these devices, which is exactly what I want. I mean, so that instead of handing out something that's inert, that's probably going to get thrown away or tossed to the side into a box, they're actually handing out a campaign that still launches from their pocket, but it plies the, the recipients with, with persistence and with, uh, with probably just continued value in it and, and certainly continued, uh, reminders of who they met, who this was. And, and, and even just the, the involvement device, the engagement device that's handed out, it, it, it's resulting in sales, which means it's resulting in, in, um, in ROI and response rates. You can actually test them one, one out of one pocket, the other one out of the other <laughs> something. I'm visiting with Stu Hynek. He is uh, the author of Get the Meeting. And so, Stu, tell folks where they can find out more about you and uh, your work. Sure. Well, I, I guess probably the easiest way to, to, to find me is either on LinkedIn, Stu Hynek, S-T-U-H-E-I-N-E-C-K-E. Um, you can come to my my author site, same same thing, stuheinek.com, and get a free preview of, of Get the Meeting, actually. Um, and that's probably, those are probably the two best ways to get in touch. Well, Stu, thanks for joining us and uh, another great uh, book. Looking forward to diving into it uh, deeper myself and uh, hopefully we'll see you someday uh, soon out there on the road. John, what a pleasure to join you. Thanks so much for having me on. 